So as highly illogical as it seems, once again you can go to the theater and see the flagship of the Federation sailing across the screen in full Dolby surround Technicolor glory. Kirk, Spock, Bones, Scotty, Shaggy, and Velma are back, flying through the galaxy to save us from the nefarious forces of evil. And the world rejoiced. And everyone on the internet, including the Amish, with their butter-churn-powered iBooks, are logging in with their two cents worth as to whether the movie flies at warp 11 or should get stuck in a transporter malfunction. And I know that somewhere out there, some cute little mini-skirted waif in their hand-sewn Starfleet uniform just got all gooey at that last paragraph. And so did I, just writing that last sentence. But you know, of course, your friendly neighborhood spider weasel has to chime in and tell you what he thinks. Well, one, I think it was a fun movie. Two, I wish all you hardcore Trekkies would get caught in a warp core breach. I don't say this lightly, because I know that all the Star Trek fans are going to try to beam themselves into my boudoir now, clutching their special edition William Shatner action figures with that authentic toupee action in one hand and a Hot Topic phaser-shaped Pez dispenser in the other. But honestly, the movie has only been in the theaters for two days as of this podcast, and I know more about the Star Trek mythos than I know about my own family tree. I can even tell you how many testicles George the Kai has. Seven. He bites. But is there any phenomenon in movies that causes half as much speculation, rumor, and debate as the release of a new Star Trek movie? Fans of Harry Potter South Park or even Star Wars have nothing on these guys. Damn, dude, that kid is fucked up. Whatever fandom you're in pales next to some of these guys. To them, being in the Federation is almost a religious experience. No one will defend and debate a franchise like Star Trek fans. And with the new movie, the floodgates are open and nothing is safe. Much like the swimming pool at any convention hotel, which suddenly gets turned into the community bathtub. And I'm not just talking about whether it's good or bad, which so far no one will commit to one way or the other. Even the most scathing review is tainted with faint praise. Oh, this movie blows like Harvey Firestein and a toll booth full of sailors, but it's still Star Trek, so it gets a pass. You never hear this for fans of Twilight, James Bond, or even the Muppet. Any other movie either is good, go see it, or fuck, just take ten bucks out of your wallet and wipe your ass with it and don't bother. But Trek fans will debate with you for years about all the minutiae, unless you shoot them. Not that I'm suggesting anything, use both barrels. And even worse, you can't get them to shut up even with the Vulcan death grip on their penis. So far, every phone conversation, email thread, or text message I've received has some hokey reference to Star Trek. Even my fortune cookie at lunch today said live long and prosper. And the sad part is, if you look them in the eyes, if you're just a slow runner, you can see that they really, truly believe all this stuff. They are now debating that the new phasers aren't as good as the originals, new Kirk is better than old Kirk, and the Enterprise would never handle like that in real life. Okay, everybody, deep breath, listen carefully. It's a fucking movie! The old phasers are the same as the new ones. They all squirt water. Neither Kirk is better, Picard rules, and the Enterprise will handle exactly as it's told to by the guy animating it at ILM. I know it's a nice utopian vision of the future where they no longer have beehive hairdos and we have no need of money and Trojans out of business because, hey, hyposprays can fix anything. But most of us on this planet aren't there yet. Most of us don't even have enough gas in our cars to get to the theater to see this film. And I'm glad that the crew of the Enterprise is back. I thought the movie was fun, but let's face some facts. Yes, the actors are all different because most of the actors from the old shows are either dead or can't get their walkers through the Jeffries tubes. And it's all going to be shiny and glossy and new looking because it's almost 50 years later. You can't get that grade of cardboard they built the old sets out of anymore. Yes, J.J. Abrams put in a lot of nods to the old show, but let's face it, he only did it because he knows Trekkies as well as I do, and he didn't want to wake up after the movie came out with the severed head of a Klingon in bed with it. And no, I'm not a cynic either, because I too dream of a wonderful future. A future where we're all at peace, and we love our fellow man, we all get along. And even better, we're not spending tons of time online and filling up my email and chat rooms debating about which way the photon torpedoes are supposed to fit in the launch bay, or which way to brush your treble, or do Vulcans file down their ears? When I hop online, I've only got one thing on my mind and one thing in my hand, and guess what? It's not a phaser. Although it will shoot you if you squeeze it too tight. So this is Point T Weasel at and Movio.com saying that I will say one thing, though. It was nice to see they still drink Budweiser in the 24th century. 
you know, instead of that synthahol shit. And I'm going to go have a few of those so I can forget I even knew what the word synthahol meant. God, I'm a geek. But at least they apparently got the hot babes in the 24th century. You hooter look damn good. I meant Uhura. Damn it. I need an alternate timeline.